Welcome to Grieving Insomniacs. I am your host, Christy Haberman. I am glad you're here. Thanks for being a part of our community. A few disclaimers before we get started. I am a licensed therapist. However, this podcast is not to be considered mental health therapy or counseling. It is for entertainment purposes only and is not associated with my counseling practice, Christy Haberman Counseling Services. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to episode 13. Today we have the second half of the interview with Matt's mom. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. That horrific moment. That whole identity piece too, because I have been told numerous times by different people that I am not the same person I was before. And like, and I think that might be some of the reason why I lost some friends because I became someone they didn't recognize. Yeah. Well, I think too, that they don't, like we were talking about seeing the world differently. I think that, I, I mean, I mean, I used to dye my hair blonde as soon as Matt, I was like, I'm not dealing with that anymore. It's background. I'm done. Like I'm not, I'm not going to the hair salon every other week to get it done. I don't even want to put that energy into it. Um, and, and I, it doesn't bother me but I'm, anymore, you know, but at first I was like, well, that was weird, but I think it's not recognizing you. And then also your worldview, your view of what is important changes. I was always a very giving person. I was always very social, very like planning all the events, planning all the Thanksgivings, doing all of those things. You know, I mean, I would cook for 70 at Thanksgiving. I, I can't pull it off anymore. It's just exhausting to me. And I, certain things have become less important. Like I said, it, like, did you buy a nice purse? I don't, I, I carry a backpack now to work. Like I don't, certain things I've lost interest in that would have mattered to me before. Um, and I, I think those are ways that our identity changes and they don't recognize us or like the fact that, that we don't care about those things. You know, I don't care if you have designer jeans. I don't care if you shop at Walmart or Gucci, like it doesn't matter to me anymore. What car you pulled up in is irrelevant to me. Like the fact that you're here is what matters. Like none of that stuff goes with it with us when we leave so I think all of that changes us and and you know not that I don't like like nice things or we don't anymore but I think those views have changed and I don't think people like that so much but we we do change I, I mean how could we not change I guess you know how could you not be a different person when the worst thing in the world has just happened right how could you not? And I'd, I honestly will tell you 100% from my experience, the, the moms that I've met, they're amazing people. They're, I could probably ask, I've never even met some of them. I could probably call them up and be like, I am losing my mind right now. And they would be like, where are you? It would probably be the most giving person in the entire world because they know like what is so important in life and what really isn't. And I'm not saying that, you know, all the humankind is some horrible, selfish group of people and we're somehow magically not, but I'm just, I just know that from the, them experiencing this, they've learned to give more than 
ever. And, and that is amazing to me. And I hate that this happened to all of us. And, but I am so shocked at the loving kindness I have received from other grieving parents. It, it really is amazing what they're willing to give to you. I think it's because there's an understanding, like, so it's interesting, like, because I'm a therapist and um, that trans, that translated over into my work, where after Christopher died, I was much more empathetic. It was really interesting in that respect that my work became much more about feeling, where before Christopher, I was very much logical. And then, yeah, so I know I noticed that in my interactions at my job. And yeah. I, I actually became a better therapist, but it's a huge price to pay. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would give up everything I've learned and take my son back immediately if I could. But right. I can yeah, say that I have learned um, a lot about feelings, life, people, you know, priorities. And I, I mean, I was very, I I'd experienced so much grief in my life. I, you know, I, I knew that life was valuable, but losing your child sure puts a different perspective on it. And I mean, I'll tell you right now, if I was going to go to a therapist and I did, I would want to know if they had lost a child because I couldn't, I wouldn't even know how to talk to a therapist if I, if, if they didn't understand this, even my shrink, he cracks me up and we all have them as grieving parents, most of us. <laughs> yep. He always tells me, he's like, I, I don't know, Rachel, there's nothing, I can't fix this. Like he'll tell me, all I can do is, is help you with the physical side effects of grief, you know, the heart, the racing and then whatever, all of those things that we experience, not being able to sleep or, you know, racing thoughts and all, all the things that happen and having, you know, post-traumatic stress and, and all, all of those interactions he's like I can only help you with that he's like I cannot do anything else and that's why I consider talking to other other parents my therapy because they're the only ones that know like how this feels what this truly feels like I've I've described it as like almost being on on hospice but everyone's expecting you to get up and walk like a normal person whereas if they could see it they could see that pain you're carrying they would be like, whoa, did you see her get up and walk? Like, how did she do that? Like, but they can't see it. So they just expect it of you. And if I definitely, I, I would, I would choose you for a therapist. I, I would, I, another one, I would be like, going to the one that's lost a child. They're going to get me. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Whereas the other one, even if they're doing a great, wonderful job as a therapist, they're just, this is just something you cannot fathom unless you're in it unless you've experienced it mm -hmm. yeah and and the, I luckily they, they don't you know know and I hope I hope no one ever does again and I said say that and it'll pop up a new one but such a such a hard journey for all of us to be on and that that the only thing that, that I, my best advice like I said is is support and and being able to find someone to talk to 
that understands where you are and understands that you need to share your child and you need to say their name. And if you do something, you know, unusual or act up or be a fool, it happens, you know, it, it happens. And you can't beat yourself up over it. Like we're literally surviving this horrible tragedy day by day, moment by moment. And, you know, I've guilted myself over some of the weird things I've done, you know, losing Matt. But I know that it's just out of a pure longing and grief. All you can do is just get up every single day and try the best you can and, and do it again. Great. And hope that you get to the end someday. Mm -hmm. And that, that there's a good picture out there where they're, they show like children running and I'm just like, oh, I hope I will run so fast to my son. Oh, you know, I will. And, and I, I long for the day that I can wrap my arms around him again. And it is horrible. It was a horrible, horrible situation mm -hmm. that I mean, I would have never thought I would be a grieving mom, you know, I, who would ever think it, I guess, but like, here we are, you know. Mm -hmm. Not having I much mean, choice. Yeah. I'm thankful for, for you doing this and getting our voices out there. And I'm thankful for all of the, the moms that share their children with me their pictures, their memories, like their love, their just little stories, like, you know, it just means so much to like have someone care about who they were. And I think that more, more of us need to be out there talking to each other because we're all we have really, you know. And and we have to change the culture surrounding this. We just have to. Yeah. We have, we have to be allowed to talk about our children and not and not be diagnosed as depressed, you know, and not being diagnosed as anxious or being told that you have to get over it. Like those kind of things. It's to me, it's imperative that we be allowed to in society. I shouldn't have to hide the fact that my son died. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, in other countries, I, I'm not sure how they are, but in the United States, I know it's it's very like taboo to talk about your your child that's deceased. Like they don't, um, I, I've seen in other countries where people have been able to bring their child home like after they died. And I'm like, wow, people think I'm weird for thinking that was amazing, but I'm, I wish I could have brought him home and then, and had him there and been able to sit with him and and I guess us uh, us grieving moms would would all like that but everyone's like that's morbid that's that's odd but um in other countries they do that I mean and they I, I've even heard people say oh if you take a picture of them when they're they're gone that's morbid um I didn't take a picture of Matthew. I, I mean, I have one of holding his hand um, from the viewing, but I didn't take a picture of him. Um, but I've seen moms do it. And then I've seen people just chastise them for it. And I'm like, 
let them be. That's their child, whatever they want to do. You know, like I, you got to do whatever you have to do. You know, I mean, Matt, seeing my son gone in my mind, it, it's burned in there. It's etched in there like it is a photo I have, but um, both in the hospital and at the viewing where he what did look, you know, beautiful. And I, I'll never, I'll never lose that memory, you know, but I wouldn't judge anybody for if they did want to take a picture, you know, and I've, I've seen people just attack people for that. And I'm like, why does it matter to you if they do? Why is everybody so judgmental of, of grieving parents or how we behave or what we were handling it? I, I, if I see a grieving parent get up and walk, I'm like, they're strong. They are strong. And I know that it took every ounce of energy in them to, to show up right now. Right. I was one of those ones that took the picture. Ah. I, did, did, I, did, well, well, I, I, I actually regret I didn't, but. Well, I needed, I needed the reminder that he was gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was just so hard to accept. I would have probably done it, but my daughter looked at me weird when I did the hand. So I was like, okay, I won't do it, but I, <laughs> I, I wanted to. I've seen a, a moms have photo shoots at, at the funeral and I've seen people just rude attack on them. Like, why would you do that? Because they wanted to. And at that time, that's what they needed. And like, I, I just don't understand why would you even say anything that is what I, I'm more shocked at, the fact that you're attacking them for how they're dealing with their grief, you know? As long as they're not out hurting someone else, I, I don't see, you know, why that would matter at all. Until you walk in your shoes, you know, walk a mile in my shoes, like everyone says. But I, I don't even want anybody to walk in our shoes, but Right. But I think that's part of the problem because people, um, they can, and I explain it this way, is that you can only imagine to, uh, the pain to a point that you have experienced yourself. Mm -hmm. And the problem being until you lost a child, you have no idea how bad that is. So you can't imagine what you haven't experienced. Yeah, exactly. My daughter said to me the other day, she said, mom, what do you want people to view your grief as? And I was like, that was an interesting question. But I, I said, I really don't want them to view my grief. Understand would be nice, but the, uh, just a little bit of understanding. And there's a quote out there, and I don't know who wrote it, but um, they say, run your fingers through my mind for three seconds, and then you'll understand. And I thought that, wow, that's like an amazing because those three seconds would seem like eternity to you if you knew what this felt like. It would probably be the worst three seconds of your life if you knew what that felt like. But if it gave just that little bit of understanding for a grieving parent, I don't want people to view it. I just want them to be more understanding. And that connects again with that secondary loss situation where you're feeling so judged and you're feeling all these things because they don't understand. They don't. And they're very lucky that they don't understand. Hopefully they never do because they'll be right at your doorstep. I'm sure if they do. And you know what is 
sat, we'll open it right up for him too. <laughs> we'll be like, get in here, you know, I, you get it now, but, and I would never wish that, but it would be nice if there was just a little understanding of how horribly painful this is for us, how much energy it takes us to get up and be present for everyone else and walk through the rest of our life knowing we're not going to have our other child or, or our only child. I mean, some people are only child. I've met moms who've lost more than one child that I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like this, what in the world? One and now another. And, you know, it just, I, I'm amazed by grieving parents and, and every day they amaze me. And it sucks because you don't see yourself that way as a grieving parent. You're not like, I'm, I'm amazing, but you'll see it in another grieving parent and be like, what an amazing person, like, look what they're doing or how, you know, but we never give ourselves that credit, you know, always hard on ourselves, I think. But I, I do think more of us need to get out there and, um, and even as vulnerable as we are with our grief and pain and explaining this in fear of being judged, I'm sure. Um, if we don't, it's not gonna change. It's not gonna change how death is viewed. It's just not until people start to see like, this is real and you know, they really do hurt even though you see them smiling or laughing. They really are in pain even though you see them walking. Like, and they're still doing it and it's okay that, it's okay that they're hurting actually normal that they're hurting they weren't hurting that would be something unusual right but it they almost expect you to not hurt and that to them is normal (laughs) but really it us hurting is normal and i i really am grateful like i said for you doing the podcast and, and any other parent out there that's putting themselves out there to show that this grief is is normal experience and that we are still human beings even though we're grieving parents and we are capable of love and we are capable of being there for other people we are capable of going to work and doing normal tasks and we're not going to go to lunch with you and sit there and make you feel guilty because our our child's gone you know <laughs> like I'm always think people are like don't invite her because we're going to not have to have a good time because she has a lost a child I'm not going to go there and make you feel bad because I because you have your kids so I'm so glad you do I want to hear about your children I want to know what's going on in their life I don't want to just be the person who doesn't know anything anymore because I lost a child and it starts to become like that and Mm -hmm. I think it's because we're not getting out there and letting people know enough you know I'm guilty of it in my own personal life just hiding from from it because of that same fear of them judging me. So I guess I should take my own advice, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it, it is hard. Because when I started my podcast, and then I always had that stigma of I'm a therapist too, so we're not supposed to let people know who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had that ingrained in me. But at the same time, I knew that um, the story has to be told. You know, that if there was any purpose in Christopher dying, it was that, to tell the story and to allow other people to tell the story because 
the one thing I didn't want to do is, you know, I, I see different things where they interview the grief experts. Well, I'm not interested in experts. I'm interested in your story. Do you know what I mean? That's what heals people is the story. Being able to explain and what you're, what you're going through and, and understanding it. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I've walked to my son's crash site and slept in the dirt. I have done some very weird, odd things as a grieving mom. And why? I, I don't know. You know, why I did it? I felt close to him there, or I thought maybe it would make me feel close to him there. I go sleep in his bed. I, you know, you do things that people are like, why are you doing that? That's weird. Or, you know, you, I don't think there's anything wrong with a lot of the ways that we grieve, um, but we do hide a lot. I know that, I know we hide a lot. So it is good to get out there and explain to people, this, this is truly a horrific pain and we are doing the best that we can and we need to be there for each other. And, and, and it would be nice if people just understood a little bit more Right. about grief and or educated themselves a little bit you know about it if they if if you're someone supporting a griever or in a griever's life just a little bit of looking into what it's like for them so you can understand and is nice I'm lucky to have a pretty good um, staff at work that you know sometimes you know you'll sniffle here and there or something now you know like some something will come up and I'm not a real big hugger or anything. So my project manager will come by and just throw tissue at me and walk back to his desk. And that is just his way of being like, you know, I know you're hurting. Like, I, I like the, that right there is just someone trying to understand I me. Mean, also, he's stuck there with me all the time. So, but when he does it, I know it's his way of saying like, I know you're hurting. I love you. I can't, I can't even imagine what you're going through. And he tries. And I, there are a lot of people out there that try. So I don't mean by saying that, you know, no one, no one doesn't try. There are people that do try. Um, but I, I do think that we do need to get it out there more. Um, and I believe that there's healing in the stories. Like, um, if I hear that someone went through something similar as me, I feel a lot less alone. Yeah, and it is a very lonely walk. That's for sure. Yeah. And so then, and you don't feel so abnormal either. Yeah, exactly. I've had some interesting conversations with grieving parents that, you know, I'm like, you're fine. You're, you're all right. You're, you're where you need to be right now. Like that's for sure. Especially in the, in the very, very early, you know, not even a year in you're, you're okay. Don't be so hard on yourself because I, I, you don't want to even say it like because it's going to come something even worse, like the, the actual reality and all those things that happen and hitting you in the face. Like, I don't know, like a cast iron pan to your head or something like, oh, whoa, I knew that happened, but it didn't, you know, it's that, it's that protection mechanism your body puts over you. Some days I wish it would come back, you know, just to 
to get me out of my own mind, like we were talking about. But yes, definitely. Yeah, it's hard to get it out there, Mama. That's what you need to do. You're doing a good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate you coming on my podcast and being willing to share. Oh no, no problem. I need to. I need to do it myself. Like I said, I need to talk more, even in my own personal life. Oh, you can come on anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Did it? Because this is what this is why I developed the form. Yeah. No, and it's it it is wonderful. I. I What do you do right after you lose a kid nowadays? What do people do? The first thing that I did was search for answers or search for someone else or search for you know you read a book or you on grief or you do all of these things because you're just grasping for support and help you're grasping for some type of understanding so I think finding people that do what you're doing it really does help the grieving parents it it really really does and um like even on my page I know that I, those parents have helped me and I've helped them and I, I guess there's not very many men that open up that much but my husband laughs because I he's like what are you doing and I'm like I'm talking to one of my dead moms and he's like why do you call him that and I was like because they're dead inside <laughs> I mean like he thinks this is horrible but then he like looks at me like I'm crazy but he knows that I have he actually knows like multiple of them by name because we talk so much there's like you know you get those few that you talk to a lot and so even though he won't open up he wants to know about them like he wants me to tell me what they're saying or what they're doing or what's going on or so even though the men aren't opening up is very vocally on the social media platforms and grief they're very they are interested in it and it's it's funny to watch my husband do that he's kind of like a big you know hardcore looking dude so he's, but he's very, you know, affected by losing our son. And so when I do these things and he wants to hear about it, but he won't do it, you know, <laughs> he won't do it, but he wants to hear about it too. So he does that through me, you know, like, I'll be like, oh, this one, mom, you know, she was telling me this and, you know, he'll, he gets really into him, but he won't do it. So I think it's good that we're doing this and it, and it does somehow trickle over to the fathers as well, even though they don't come out as much, you know, with their grief. Maybe one day I'll get them to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good because I think men experience grief very differently. Just, I just talked to a mom the other day and I, I was saying, you know, my husband, he's a big dude, hardcore his he was very the first year very you know serious like it and he you know we own our business and construction and you got to go to work you can't take any time off you can't and I was like what are you tie you out of your freaking mind you know what I mean like I'm looking at him like are you crazy I don't even care right now like and he was so just I don't know I didn't know how he did it like but he was programmed almost just to go do, go do, go do. And then I'm not kidding you, probably about the same time I came out of my fog, it heated too. And when it hit him, it was like, it was like I met a different man. It was complete. It just, all of a sudden his wall just fell. And I was like, 
whoa. And in a way, I mean, I kind of needed that because I felt like I was grieving alone at that point. And when his wall finally fell, I was like, he's just been, he's been burying it in more than I knew. And, you know, then that's when it's, he started to open up more about it. And he started to be interested in, in the other parents I was talking to. And, and he'll talk about, you know, how he feels and grief or, you know, what he's experiencing. And he does do things differently, but it is, it is completely different the way that the father grieves than I think the mother, you know, I feel like they need to be like the strong ones, the, the ones that handle everything. And sometimes what we need is them to break down too with us, you know, or, or sometimes, you know, we have to be the ones to hold them up. And that's been something that we've been dealing with for now. I think it was probably about a year and a half when we, when he kind of broke down too. So the last year and a half, it just hit three years he's been showing like these huge signs of, of grief and that's why I, I kind of you know with the people always say oh it's been a year a year means nothing in grief <laughs> it really doesn't and it, the effects of it I mean here we are at year three are starting to be more apparent in him and coming out more painfully than and you would have thought that would have happened in year one and it didn't it took that time and and hopefully you can get some men out there to, to open up but i i do think that we both we do grieve differently for sure we're more boisterous about it than they are so i think that's kind of hard on them too yeah, my husband, well, my husband was a stepfather too, but he's the one that primarily raised him. Mm -hmm. But um, he was kind of like that the first year too. And then the first year anniversary went by and I felt like I was getting, it was not so raw for me. And then one day he just broke down. Hopefully he won't kill me for talking about this. But <laughs> one day he just broke down and said, why do I feel like it? It just happened. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's because you stuffed it for a year. Yeah, it's definitely something you can't. I, my uncle uh, lost, he was like a brother to me um, 11 years ago. And he has had multiple strokes, heart attack, everything because he, you know, big old mountain man, he's not letting this out. And it's physically deteriorated him. And um, I was the only child. He was single. You know, he was married. His son. He raised his son. I, I I understand completely why everything happened to my uncle. I can see it clear as day. You know why he physically deteriorated. And I mean, so I I'm glad that my husband's now opening up a little bit more than you know burying it. But it's definitely very hard for for the fathers. I think to to break down and show that pain because that to them in their mind their program don't be weak or you know don't break down don't do this don't do that and, and I think it they need to if they need to find a spot to to be able to be vulnerable oh. and it's hard as the mom you know because you're over here and you're grieving they're grieving and I mean I, you kind of find your ways to support each other it's definitely hard and it would be nice, I think, if they had somebody that they could
could also lean on that maybe wasn't the mom, you know, like we'll talk to each other. They, they just kind of like secretly hide in pain. And I do think they need an outlet where they, they have support too. Really yeah. bad. Yeah. Maybe I can convince mine to come on. I will have to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get him out there. He's going to be like, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll have to talk. I'll have to try to talk him into it. He'll be like, you're crazy. But yeah, I think I think what you're doing is wonderful. And maybe we get these men, men some uh, support too. That would be wonderful. They really do need it. Because you no, know, even men, they rarely will even go to a counselor. They're like, I can't go to a counselor. Right. (laughs) I don't need to talk to anyone. I don't need that. Yes, you do. You need something. You need to do something. But I I mean, like I said, I appreciate you. I appreciate all the parents that talk to me. And I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that love and support that that I get from all of the wonderful people that I've met. So unfortunately, wish we didn't meet like this, you know, but this is this is us now. And I always tell my husband, I'm like, that'd be the scariest place in the world, man. You put a bunch of greedy moms together and go try to mess with somebody. That would be scary because they're like a tribe. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely like a tribe. Most definitely. Well, I won't keep you on here too long. It's really good to talk to you and uh, maybe we can do it again. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. And um, I will hopefully get it posted tonight. Okay. Yeah. I just got to convert it and edit it. Hopefully the technology will work a little bit better than it did when we started. (laughs) (laughs) Well, take your time and no rush on my end. So (laughs) thank you very much. And I appreciate talking to you. Oh, well, thank you. And share your son with me anytime. Always want to hear about him. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.